everybody, it's uh, Griffin, and you may know me from the podcast that you're about to listen to. Listen, uh, this week's episode is is what people in the TV industry would call a a very special episode, maybe an arrow that you would keep in your quiver until sweeps week when it really mattered. Uh, because here's the thing, it sounds really shitty. Not all of it, uh, actually, just my audio, which I accidentally recorded with my webcam instead of my high-quality microphone. Um, so for the next hour, I'm going to sound a little something like this. Yeah, so it's going to sound something like this. That's not great, is it? It's, it's so unpleasant that I don't actually even want you to experience it in this sample version because you're about to eat an hour of it, and I feel really genuinely very bad about that. So let's switch back to good mic. Ah, there we go. There's the stuff that you're used to. Um, so yeah, that's this week's episode. I'm, I'm really, I'm very sorry. Um, I try to make this show sound as good as I possibly can, despite the fact that we live in three different states and syncing all that up is kind of tricky from time to time and like big fuck ups like this don't help. So, uh, bear with us. It's not going to be an issue in the future. Um, I, I don't like putting out stuff that's not as, as good as we can do, but that's very much what you're going to have this week. So, um, if you want to skip this week, like, I totally understand. We do some bits about Home Alone 2 that I thought were pretty good. Um, we talk about having sex with Star Wars characters. That was a pretty nice run. Um, so that's sort of like a Cliff's Notes version of it if you want to pass. Again, I totally understand. Uh, otherwise, here's the show. Enjoy. The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too My brother, my brother, me, CES 2014 edition. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middle brother. Beep. Oh, That's I'm your middle Yeah, yeah, I'm cyber your middle brother, Travis McElroy. I'm your baby brother, Griffin McElroy, just loving all the tech. Like, I have a lot of wearable technology on right now. Ugh. A lot of wearable I'm... tech. It's hot. I was in an H&M yesterday, and there was a dude wearing ski goggles in the H&M. Um, and I think there was probably a little bit of wearable tech in those there goggles. Uh, I have a new cyber implant that I got uh, uh, on the show floor. It's a throat. I don't know if you guys saw these. A throat computer. It They actually embed it in your throat. Okay. And what it does is it turns your mind signals from your mind into uh, uh, in, like, uh, to speech without it's having not working, to move like, your mouth or throat or anything. not working super well, just like based hey, on that last sentence. You know well, what, I'm, the, the piece that I'm most excited about, because mm. um, I saw the a little clip about it, it's a six-slot toaster. Interesting. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't think, Travis, that was actually part of the CES uh, 
techno. This this January, get into Subway for a five dollar. Oh, no. Okay, you fucking got I didn't, hacked again. Here's the thing: is it's no. This is the problem with the throat pewter. Very expensive. It is subsidized uh, oh. technology. So occasionally. Uh, in the middle of co- don't miss Will Ferrell and Anchorman too. Okay. And why does it make you sound like that? That's, though, well, it has to be very clear He's, that it's not my name. That's just speech. that's what it sounds like when Justin is resisting the throat pewter with his own organa <laughs> muscles. I'm, I, yeah, I'm fighting against it uh, uh, as hard as I can. Can I but, hack your uh, throat pewter? I, I I don't think it's Wi-Fi. I think it's just with. Like my uh, throat. Any time is snack time with popcorn. Bread, popcorn. 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 Bread, popcorn. Is, popcorn. Okay. I'm, I'm glad that, that they're doing well enough to afford such prime time advo as yeah. As an episode I of wish I could before. shut it off during certain times, like when I'm uh, recording my podcast. Yeah. Kids love Lunchables, and Lunchables are kids. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, Lunchables are made of children. I think I might have been hacked. That I do think it, a hacking is possible because that seems to have happened. Do you want me to like? Do you want me to like ram a uh, uh, McAfee ultra uh, like antivirus down your throat? Yeah, or I could just take a cold and flu medicine. That actually, or you could just drink good. something. I think, and the liquid would probably compromise. You'd have to eat some sand maybe and get in the gears. Yeah, that did. I just drank some Diet Dr Pepper, and that okay, that wasn't an ad. I mean, I I. I did just drink some Diet Dr. Pepper. It is goddamn delicious, though. It's really, it tastes just like regular Dr. Pepper. I don't know what the big hubbub is. Uh, Travis, you're not feeling great. Uh, that is correct. Uh, did you get any, t- did, maybe you caught a computer virus at CES? Yes, that's exactly what happened. I caught a, a electronics-based virus. <sighs> I worried for a second that we had lag on the call, but I think it's lag on your brain. I think your brain is lagging. Oh, no, I just didn't enjoy your joke. (laughs) (laughs) In my defense and yours, it wasn't so much of a joke. I think Travis is just, like, put off by all the CES talk because he's something of a Luddite. I I do fear technology um, and all the things it can do to us. Well, like connect us in ways we've never been connected before and, like, fix diseases and, like, 3D print, like, flesh for burn victims. Yeah, and eventually we become too uh, too, too fleshy. reliant upon it. Please, just no more flesh. Fleshbot, I'm not interested anymore. How about some more flesh? Like I'm good. <laughs> I definitely have plenty. Of flesh. Well, what about what about when the kids they're on their cell phones and they're not connected with nobody? That's a good point. What about that? What about that, Griffin? We're creating a communications ghetto with well, our because the people the people always they're taking the the Instagrams. Yeah. They're taking the Instagrams and they're not just like enjoying the moment. Back in my day, you just enjoyed the moment, maybe with a Polaroid or some such, and then you pin it on a wall. Okay. And now that takes the a people while. they take it with their phones and they put it on, on the interwebs. Man, you sound horrible. Yeah. Just like, like the quality of my voice or like what I'm saying. Uh, check, check, check. Check all check, of it. Check. Hey, let's get into the advice, guys. I'm ready. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Oh, so this ready. January, Josh Holloway stars as special agent Gabriel Vaughn in Intelligence. Half super agent, half computer, basically Chuck. How hard, <laughs> how hard did the throat Peter have to research that one to know everything about it? <laughs> he knew it off the top. I think it's just being streamed uh, directly into my throat. That seems uh, like a I'm, weird marketing campaign to like write for your show. <laughs> Check out our show. We basically stole the idea from Chuck. 
Uh, Chuck, but gonna... serious. <laughs> serious Chuck. <laughs> we call it Charles. That's actually the name of my... <laughs> my wonderful girlfriend of four years is turning 21 in a couple of weeks. I'm throwing her a surprise birthday party inviting all our friends and even some friends from other colleges. I was worried about people mingling and getting along though, seeing as many of those people have never met. Are there any activities other than drinking legally that I could put on, make sure everyone has a great time? That's from Perplex Partier in Pittsburgh. Mm. When was the last time you guys threw a party? I mean, I have get-togethers. Right. That's not what this person's talking about. We're talking about a 21st B-Day fucking rager barnstormer. Yeah, because, I mean, honestly, what my mind immediately jumped to is I know lots of, like, party games, but I don't... Is that is that what you're looking for? I think they're looking for, like, some great... You know, it's it's hard because... You think about the the sort of like formal atmosphere that we sort of issued from like the Victorian era. Mm-hmm. You know, we've sort of let that fall by the wayside. But there certainly is something to be said for having some sort of, you know, codified way of handling interactions in a place. You need like, one. You need like every time we have like we want to have people over, there's usually like a um, activity that serves as mm-hmm. sort of the linchpin for the entire thing. Like we're going to grill and then people know that this is where hot this is where like charred food is going to be served or we say like we're going to play hero quest and then people know just not to come not to come because they don't want to <laughs> do that what i mean we usually do like cards against humanity or yeah. you know like uh you can also play I, I don't know what it's actually called but we call it fishbowl where you like write down put your celeb- keys into it you, you put your keys into it and then everybody sleeps with everybody else it's pretty good getting to know you exercise yeah getting to know somebody and maybe something about yourself you could have a herald announce everyone as they come into the party yeah that's okay. that, that's over pretty quickly isn't it yeah, but well, that seems like a pretty good way to get to know each other when you're like, oh, that's Lord Stephen of Miller. That's why the ideal to put do parties like this is Halloween, because then even if you don't know the person, everybody knows Snooky, so you feel comfortable with Snooky. You want to talk Always. to Snooky. God, Justin, your fucking pop culture references are like super, super on point. They're like super, super up to date, hot hip. What's now? What's what's hip? Do uh, everybody who knows Nicole Richie? What are you even saying anymore? It's two thousand forward. I'm done though. I'm thirty three years old. I'm out of the game. I'm out. He knows everything about pop culture that he'll ever know. Here's the thing about it. Here's the thing about pop culture. Right? We're making more every day. Fair, correct. Yeah. There's new YouTubes. There's new. Whatever. There's like three new YouTube videos every day. How are you supposed to keep up with that? <laughs> yeah, at some point you have to say, "Well, I'm done. I'm going to work backwards from here." So at least there's a finite amount of culture for me to intake. Mm-hmm. All the good stuff's already done, been made. I'm out of the game. Yeah. I'm done. Um, back to this person's question. The easiest thing to do, and I think the thing that I run into the most uh, when I or my friends have have these sorts of gets to gets togethers. Um, is to base it around the preparation of some sort of um, non-everyday food. Um, like last night, we went to a friend's house, and he made ribs that he got from the Salt Lake. 
like oh that's exciting Ooh. or like a friend will do like a like a shrimp boil um like things that you well, just what about like fondue fondue sure i think that was sort of like the whole idea behind that craze not that anybody justin i got you in sydney a fondue pot for christmas like two years ago have you used that Oh, yeah, we did. Put some chocolate in that mother grabber. Some pretzels. Mm. I'll take you right to town. I think that's it. You could do a fry. We used to do fry parties in college where we'd set up a defat fryer and then you just bring shit to fry. That's kind of safe. It's Mm -hmm. super safe. And And you get super drunk while you're doing it. I met the cutest guy with the cutest scarring ever at this point. He was very bubbly. Not like his personality, like like his flesh. He's a keeper. You guys want Yahoo? Please, guys, you fucking drowned me in Yahoo's today. I, t- I got like ready for the show. I usually take about twenty to thirty minutes to prep. There was easily an hour and a half worth of Yahoo's, um, which is why I was late. Sorry, boys. Um, thank you all very, very much. This Yahoo answer was sent in by Ira Ray. Are you Ira Ray? Who wants to know, Ira? Welcome back, my friend. Um, it's by Yahoo Answers user. Books where the magic happens. <laughs> <laughs> Done. That's all I needed. Thank you. Books where the magic happens asks, how often should catchphrases be used? Just like people in real life, characters often have catchphrases or things uttered often. Just like people in real life. Just like those real people. So the question is, how much is too much? How many times do you think is just the right amount? Well, the trick is that it's per hour, but you could use them all up right at the top of the hour and then have to wait like another 55 minutes to get to say like, them some sweet pants, bro. Right? And then you got to, like, you could say that like 10 times. Is it always pants, though? Oh, that's a good call. I mean, I guess, uh, well, then it comes into, can you vary the article of clothing and count that as varying the catchphrase? I don't know why it has to always be clothing. Sweet sock suspenders, bro. Yeah. Um, pretty well, sweet turtle. Merkin, bro. I don't know why you'd be looking at that on your bro. Well, maybe he was self-conscious about it. He didn't know if it was a good Merkin or not. Maybe you're at a Merkin like, Does party. this look natural? Does this yeah. look natural? You're like, that's a pretty sweet Merkin, bro. Do you know, first of all, like, I guess we have catchphrases like for the show. Um, Kiss your dad's wearing the lips, I guess is a catchphrase. But we only do that once per hour, which I guess is not so bad. No, I guess that's fine. I mean, it's it's more of a sign-off yeah. than a catchphrase. I mean, uh, Griffin, when you were establishing, oops, I eated all the potato chips. I uh, really, yeah, uh, I for, did not get that for one your series, Little Griffin. Yeah, yeah, but but during the run of the sitcom, mm-hmm. during the sitcom run of Little Griffin, sure, or was it Little Gri- Little Griffin? So, Is that- uh, Little Griffin. The issue was the um, the censors were like really hesitant to have a show where a child <laughs> ate potato chips. Not so, sorry. <laughs> Ate all the potato chips. Sorry, eat it all the potato chips <laughs> multiple times per episode. Like it didn't really paint a healthy picture of uh, little Griffy's dietary habits, and they were afraid that like kids at home would see that and just like go grab up all the cheetahs that they had on the shelf, mm-hmm. and just right. let them introduce themselves. The names <laughs> are diabetic because they eat it all the potato chips four times during, over. During the, you can tell uh, if you're watching late series mm-hmm. or or early Little Griffy because he'll say, oops, I eated all of the, uh, like, quinoa yeah. in the house. Oops, I eated a reasonable amount of potato chips and balanced <laughs> it out with some fruits and vegetables. Right. Uh, Jump the shark, actually. There is not, I don't think, a reasonable amount of potato chips. 
<laughs> I think the la- I do think that catchphrases are sort of a lost art on television. I mean, uh, I, I, like the last great catchphrase I can remember is like How the rude. work of Steve, Steve. Well, I would say the work of Steve Urkel. I think it co- comes a little after I, the Firehouse heydays, but. Did I do that? Um, Friends was pretty heavily catchphrase, like how you doing? And yeah, yeah, I, there were some good catchphrases there. That's true. Oh, fucking! How about your mother? Is like everything That's that, that uh, Neil Patrick Harris mm-hmm. says is like catchphrase. That's true. I, I That's guess true. it's still like alive and kicking. I just don't know people who do that shit in real life because it would make them like think in your lives. Do you guys actually know anybody that literally? has like catchphrases well the thing is is like there's such a huge difference between having a quote catchphrase and having certain patterns of speech that you tend to repeat you know what I mean I think as soon as you identify something like this is gonna be my catchphrase you're on like the fast track to douche down because like you shouldn't actively make the decision but if you're a guy who just says like you know, uh, Coolio a lot, and that's just a natural sure. thing that you do. It's it, it's also very situational. Like I have a, a circle of friends here in uh, here in Austin that uh, we bandy around about terms like uh, like gay rage and uh, crush sesh and things like that. But we never like. There's not like a thing that anybody says every time they enter a fucking room because that would be the weirdest. Yeah, I uh, think it would be awesome. If you hear me. <laughs> Jay's in town. Yeah. I've tried that get to the, get that one going. Chaboy! Every time you're in a room. Chaboy! Oh, hey. I think it would be here. really awesome if, like, when, when you turned 12, kind of like in The Giver, everyone was assigned a catchphrase. <laughs> and it, like, it came to you with your social security number, you know? And you you were legally required to use it every time you entered a room. Sure. And then it would be, like, reti- when, when Lil Griffey dies, then The mm-hmm. Giver would receive... Oops! I eaten all the potato chips, and then we just like store those memories. Uh, it's a very heavy burden, though. We have well, to. Well, because you, you would have to think though that some people's catchphrases would be really like pertinent and be like, "Holla at me," right? But then some people would just be like, have to walk in and be like, "I'd like a raise," and it's like, yeah. that doesn't work." That's Apples, like, yeah, man, that's not great. Well, gentlemen, we've been trying to solve the case of the Ripper for three years now. We believe we finally have a break in the case. According to all eyewitnesses, he says later turd burglars every time he leaves the scene of a crime. So it should be Let's pretty easy to check with the catchphrase office. Let's check the index. Oh, it's Steve Harvey. It was Steve Harvey this whole fucking time? Yeah. Who knew? Who knew? I didn't even think he was alive, but that's like his whole thing. That's how he opens up every episode of Harvey. What's his show? Family Feud. Family Feud he's, was the answer. He's got a lot of uh, he's got a lot of catchphrases. He does. I when I last time I was in New York, uh, I took a cab to uh, JFK. It took only like an hour from the hotel, and my cab driver listened to Steve Harvey the whole time, uh, and I listened to it too, and I laughed at it. It made me feel pretty hip. Pretty pretty, pretty uh, now. How about another question? My girlfriend and I are visiting a city neither of us have ever seen before. And our question is this. Should we plan out a long list of things to do and see beforehand, or is it more fun to just wing it? We don't have a ton of travel experience. We already have a place to stay and just about nothing else. We're going to be there for six days, and the city is Austin, if that helps. Fuck yeah, it helps. And that's from Thanks Scouting in... Or sorry. That says Thanks, and then it's from... Scouting in San Francisco. Now, Griffin, before you, you jump sure in, before you jump in okay. with Austin suggestions, let's answer as a general question first. 
All right, go to Barton Springs. It's like this beautiful swimming hole, like in the heart of downtown. I'm not saying like if there's a Barton Springs in whatever town that you visit, like make sure that you check that out. Um, I know that there is one in Austin. So by and large, I think that the the thing you want to plan and over plan is like getting there transit like that's where you're gonna that's where you're gonna get boned that's where i will get overly analytical and figure out every last detail like figure out how you're getting from you know your house to the airport to your hotel etc after that i tend to just bring a laptop with me and sort of figure stuff out as i as i get there it it never hurts to have like two or three like don't want to miss things so yeah. that you always have something to fall back on should it be so for example if you're in Austin and you want to go to the Alamo Draft House cool then you know that at least one of the days the centerpiece of the day is going to be going to the Alamo Draft House because that always kind of lets me relax a little bit more when I know that the something is planned but I don't feel the need yeah. to plan every single second of the day I just I just I plan everything like it just it's more of a it's a relief to have like a big like checklist of stuff and like a schedule. I think that once you do that do. though, you're setting yourself up for disappointment. Yeah, that's if the thing. If you got is, no if you have no plans and you can't fail. Teresa has been, you know, helping me with that because I tend to like I used to overplan stuff and then it just leads to frustration because if you're like I'm going to do these 8 things today and then you only get to do like 5 of them. You know, yeah. you don't want to be stressed about the three you didn't get to do. You want to be living in the moment of the five you did get to do. I really, I think another good thing that you can research is find like a general area mm-hmm. that yeah. that is nice, and then go there and and don't have any specific plans beyond that. But like when we were we went to uh, the UK recently, the nicest day we had in Bath was going to just sort of the center of town and looking around. Yeah. Um, and and we knew that that was an area we wanted to get to, but beyond that, it, it, there really wasn't a uh, you know a lot we had planned. We sort of let the day unfold as it as it wanted to, and that's a lot more relaxing than having a, a checklist that you got to go through. I guess it's a good point because like whenever people come here, I tell them to go to South Congress, which is just like a cool street with like a ton of cool shit to do. Instead of saying go to this one mm-hmm. specific place. Um, because like a lot of cities, especially Austin, like there's some shit that you might have on your checklist. Like I'm gonna go do Franklin's barbecue, and then like guess what? You are totally, totally not gonna be able to do that because the line is around the block. Yeah, food, food for me is an important one. I usually know like two or three places I want to like have dinner or do breakfast or some some place that either friends have told me beforehand. Like I went, to, you know, I went to Pittsburgh, and you gotta check out this place. You know what I mean? Uh, but that's usually go find an area with restaurants and stuff like Justin was saying and just kind of cruise around. The, uh, the other, the only other thing that I would say in terms of like planning that is really useful is to find out, uh, the, the car situation. Um, mm-hmm. cause there are some areas where like for to, to use two recent examples, uh, we were in Bath, we rented a car, and as it turns out, if you find a place to put your car in that city, it lives there forever. Like, you can don't ever, ever move it because that's where it lives from then on. They just pour cement over the car <laughs> right. and turn it into a statue commemorating <laughs> the moment where you found a parking spot. <laughs> right, you'll visit it from time to time. You take your grandkids, like, uh, and then I just turned left, and then I turned right, and there it was. Uh, fuck, I left my Bill of Flex CD in there. <laughs> Shit. Now it's gone. Part of the memorial. But in Austin, if you don't have a car, I don't think you're going to do much. You're not no. gonna really get around much. Mm-hmm. People bike, but like 
they just do it so that other people see them on their bike. We get it, guys. We get it, guys. Like, it's got only just the two wheels. Um, can I give Austin suggestions now? Or yeah, you make do it that quick. Uh, you got to get uh, uh, a pizza taco at uh, at the place. There's a food truck downtown. Where you'll see it. Um, it has, like, a giant pizza taco on top of the car. So you'll see uh, exactly which one to get. Um, with the Alamo go to the Alamo definitely <laughs> uh, there's a uh, there's a beautiful spring fed pool behind the Alamo that's very refreshing to um, dip in uh, there's the Custer's Last Stand frozen custard shop um, that has some of the I would say like the fifth best frozen custard in Texas <laughs> that's definitely worth checking top out top ten at least uh, there's, you can get a 10 gallon hat full of Custer's, they call it Cust- Custer's Custard. Um, you can buy that there and eat that. You have to eat it on the spot though, cause they got it. They need that hat back. So, and um, please demand a clean hat. A lot of times they're going to tell you that they don't have any and you're going to get one with someone else's custard leavings and you don't sure, want that. You don't want that. Uh, go to a Longhorn fight. Is that two Longhorns? It's uh, eight Longhorns, oh. usually. And, they one, don't and do, one dude. You have to really plan your trip around that because just because of, like, the the rate of death, mm-hmm. there's, I mean, they burn through seven Longhorns every time that they do it. and So it's like a Longhorn um, demolition derby. They're a tough animal to breathe for obvious reasons. Uh-huh. Those horns get in the way of, of, the, of the copulation. So like you gotta you gotta make sure you're playing a trip around that because I think it's like once or twice a week. Make oh, sure man. you meet George W. Bush. He's just wandering mm-hmm. around handing out peppermints to the kids. He runs a cool down tent on Sixth uh, Street uh, Fridays Fridays and Saturdays uh, when it gets pretty tazy. Hey, you're looking a little beat. Why don't you come hey, on in? Chill out. Come on in. Have some orange juice. Have some uh, have some insure. It's good for you. Bring you down. Oh, well, bro, what you, you got rehydrate, bro. Come on now. These are all really good, George George W. Bush. Or is it oh sorry, it's George H. W. Bush is the one that runs the cooldown tent. So anyway, those are just a few suggestions for me to use. I dropped my right. Pringles. Oh fuck. That wasn't an ad. Justin dropped it all in potato chips. Uh they're actually technically potato crisp because they're made from reconstituted potato granules. So there's a, a lengthy lawsuit about it. I'll walk you guys through it sometime. I work yeah. in a type of service industry that not many people know about, but is growing in popularity. I work in a rock climbing gym, hosting birthdays and private lessons. The problem is, I don't think people know it's customary to tip their belayer, the one who pulls in the slack of the rope while the climber climbs after pulling the kids up a wall for about an hour. My question is, how do you ask for tips without asking for tips? And that's from Tipless oh, Trainer. Man. Let me uh, help you out with something, Tipless Trainer. Allow me to assist you with something. If most people don't know it's customary to do something. That's then sort of what a custom is. It's kind of what a custom is, is that you kind of do it because it's the thing to do. If people don't know that that's the custom. I'm sorry, dog, but like. not a custom, really. Especially, I like, I, there's not like a, unless I'm mistaken, not like a, a, a chart somewhere, some official laminated chart that says you tip your belayer 
and yet people have not bothered to go check out that particular office. I don't even know what a belayer, like I didn't know that word until Justin via you just like introduced that shit into my brain. Like there's no way I would attempt you. Not a, ch- not a chance. The only way I tip where I don't know, like know for certain that I am supposed to, like obviously there's some of those that are easy. Waiters, taxi drivers. Um, the only time that I don't, uh, I do, I have to see a bowl. You, I have to see a bowl, or you have to do the thing that Rob Schneider does in Home Alone too, where you kind of rub your fingers together <laughs> like you're looking for fruit stripe gum. That's like that's I've got to see one of those two actions. Maybe what you could do to kind of be cute is uh, once the kid is up, just hold him there mm-hmm. and wait. Because mm-hmm. you got that kid, you so got the turn him up. Just look at the dad and be like, "So is that your son?" And he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "How much is it worth to you for me to not let him fall?" Yeah, like or turn the kid upside down. Turn the kid upside down, and money will fall out of his pants like he's in a cartoon. Mm-hmm. A or maybe sign? just let one kid fall. Yeah, let one kid fall so they know you're serious. <laughs> Make <laughs> sure he's a- and then just loudly announce, "I guess his parents didn't tip." <laughs> And then when you're on the run from the law and you move to another state and you get a no, job. Because the kid and you are in it together. Oh, the my kid God. Knows, he faked it. The kid knows what's up. He's, he's, no, the kid died. The kid well, sacrificed dead, his life. But he was in it with you. I think he lived and it turned out he was David Blaine. What? How, what? Did, how, did, how did this happen? How did it happen? He's amazing. I'm gonna oh, dress. Wait. I'm gonna dress like a white kid named Skyler for the next six months. It'll be the greatest hoax of my life. We rag. We've talked, I think, at length about Home Alone Two. You mentioned it, and it brought up something. Something I didn't really realize until my latest like holiday time viewing of that film, which is like I think it has cemented itself as a holiday classic by this point. Okay. Have we talked about this on the show recently? I don't think so. We talked about okay. how Tim Curry was so very, very upsetting in that film. Oh, yes, but yes. let's explore that subject just a little bit deeper. Um, that's the worst hotel basically ever. Okay. Why? What? What is your problem with it? There's a scene. It, it's it's entirely managerial mm-hmm. are my issues with it, and not for like the obvious stuff of like they check let a kid check in. Um, it's that once they did that. They definitely invaded that person, regardless of his age, invaded his privacy to a, like, felonious extent. Case in point, there's a scene where Tim Curry goes to check on the room, um, and this is after his suspicion's been peaked, and he starts, you know, sort of snooping around, and Kevin gets, gets wise, and it's the scene where he sets up the clown in the shower and plays the recording of his uncle singing. But let's, like, play through... Tim Curry's brain thoughts in that scene where he sneaks in and he's looking for an adult, but he doesn't see an adult. So at this point he thinks, Oh, a child is staying in this hotel room and definitely fucking grifting me. He walks into the bedroom and he hears that the shower is on in the bathroom. And Tim Curry's next like fucking step is to just go right in that bathroom and check out what he fully, fully believes to be. A naked, a naked kid in the shower right now. Like, it sounds like an adult voice, but there's really only one way to be sure to see if it's not a naked kid in a shower that's totally grifting me right now. And he pops his head in. And then he finds out it's an adult, and the adult sees him, and that's what makes him run away. Not that 
if he had seen like if what if that scene had played out differently and it was naked Kevin McAllister in the shower and naked Kevin McAllister was like, hey, dog. <laughs> hey, buddy. Hey, pal. And Tim Curry would have just yelled, I knew it. Hey, pal. Yeah, you caught me. You're also looking at like my kid dick right now. <laughs> nice bust. So nice like, bust I, I, I know kid dick was also my favorite procedural cop drama. Like, great work. You bust. I'm busted, I guess. You busted me. But now like. Now this you're going to prison for like a long You're going time. to prison for checking out your your hotel's fucking gone. Like once this hits hit the press, what's he gonna do? Fucking kill Kevin? That's what he has to do. Because if Kevin talks, yeah, great hotel. <laughs> Manager definitely checked out my kid dick in the shower, trying to catch me grifting. Like that one's on me. I was grifting. I it was not an open invitation for Tim Curry to like scope out my zone. Yeah, like I it make I love that movie. It's a holiday classic. Can't watch that part anymore <laughs> it's, because yeah. what hu- what human being is like? Mm, I've owned the case. <laughs> I'm going like, to look at that little kid dick. They, it would have been worse. Justin, you sound more like the Count from <laughs> I am basically doing the Count. One, one, one kid dick. Here is my problem with Hobo too. They originally had um intended to shoot. The climactic scene in the toy shop. Oh, that's right. They ran out of ran out of funds. As they ran out ran out of funds, or FAO Schwartz wouldn't let them do it, and they that's where they originally were going to shoot the 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 climactic scene, but instead they didn't. So they decided to do it at an abandoned house on a soundstage, which okay is problematic because. What it does is it removes from the burglars the impetus of robbing a place. They're not trying to rob this place. They're trying to kill a child. They're trying to now kill. that's that's pro- problematic, sure. But the other thing that is worrisome about this is, in turn, this little Dexter just l- <laughs> lures these guys in this house to kill them. Yeah, let me throw yeah. this out. Why doesn't he call nine one one and just say like, hey? There were some guys okay. scoping out the toy store. He has to. He, he has to kill bad guys. By the oh, PS nine one one. in check. PS nine one one. Fucking Tim Curry <laughs> scoped out my little kid dick and balls. <laughs> well, I've got you here. Well, I've got you here. Let me Another lay down this other cur- kid dick. Thanks a lot. This will come as no surprise to anyone who's seen him do anything, but Tim Curry <laughs> scoped my kid dick. I'm just kidding, Tim Curry. We love you so much. Love to have you on the show. Please get at us if you can. It's gonna bite him. I need to make a website to support all of these uh, Home Alone 2 conspiracy theories, problems, accusations. Have you checked out GeoCities? What? GeoCities, they don't exist anymore. That's problematic. So I'm going to turn to uh, Squarespace. Uh, They support us. uh, So we'd like you to support them in turn. It's an all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website or online portfolio. Uh, they got new platform with uh, they're improving their platform with new features, new designs, and support. They have beautiful designs. Make your website like a snowflake. That's just yours. It's uniquely a, yours. A square snowflake. A square shaped snowflake. I don't think everything on your website has to be square. Make a page of just snowflake gifs. Mm-hmm. And Squarespace can help page. you with that at just eight dollars a month, and that includes a free domain name if you sign up for a year. And they got support twenty four seven, so when you start getting, you know, the thing about web design, you're gonna have some glitches, some glitchers, 
glitches, and uh, you're going to want to contact them for some help. Because you're dumb. You don't know what any of it is. You don't know what any of it is. You don't know what you're doing. You're like, a, you're like a kid trying to do... A shower. A shower. And You're like a kid like, in the shower. You're like a kid in the shower right now. Weird. <laughs> Weird. Why is um, Tinkery scoping you? Uh, so go to squarespace.com. Uh, if you use the offer code MYBROTHER1, that's my brother. that's one word, and then the number one, uh, you get 10% off your first purchase. My so, suggestion, make your first purchase a large uh, a portion of Squarespace. Yeah. Buy, buy stock in Squarespace. Buy Squarespace stock, 10% off, turn around, flip it. You just mm -hmm. made an instant profit. You're welcome. Um, with informative ads like this, Squarespace is obviously a service that's going straight to the moon. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the thing about flipping websites, that's hungry work. It is. It's been my well, problem with it. I got not like not like as much as like working at like a salt mine. It, no, well there you got salt to eat. That's more thirsty work. That's more yeah, thirsty work. This is, is hungry work. And if you want to curb your, if you're a hungry man or a hungry woman, you got to curb it. You wanna uh, you don't want to tough it out. Just treat yourself to a little uh, nature box box of snacks. Nature box box of snacks. It's where the snacks are. Good times. Old box. These are Good healthy time. snacks, right? They're healthy. There's no question yeah. about that, but it's not what you're thinking. There's not you're not gonna get a box of celery, if that's what you're thinking. I'm not, you're I wouldn't ever. I wouldn't advertise that product on my show, and I know you guys wouldn't either. We're talking French toast granola, salted caramel pretzel pops, mm. sweet potato fries, dark yum, cocoa. Yum. Now I'm see. Now I'm. It started out as a goof. Now I'm legitimately hungry. Yeah. Um, the good thing is you're not gonna get anything artificial. No trans fats or high fructose corn syrup. Now that junk is just healthy, good for you. Is that good shit from? What's from the earth is of the greatest worth. Think about it. Just think about that. Uh, and also think yeah, people usually say that about wheat, but I think it also works for salted caramel. If you pops. order from from Nature Box, you're gonna get that good Kush. By which I mean good. <laughs> you're gonna get that dank, dank smoke. By which I mean dark cocoa almonds. <laughs> A sweet, sticky, iggy almonds. Get ready to get high off snacks. With naturebox.com, use the coupon code my brother, and you're gonna save 50%. That's 50% more Kush for you, by which I mean well, salted caramel pretzel pops. You'll be able to chief so many more dupers, <laughs> by which I mean snacks. Uh, guys, I have a message for Star, and it's from Sky. We are getting celestial. Yeah, I like this. With these messages. Uh, wishing a happy 20th, maybe belated birthday, January 6th. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Slightly mm -hmm. belated. Hey, uh, hey, we belated your birthday. Can we have a tip? Isn't that how this works? Um, <laughs> We're belaters. Um, happy uh, 20th, definitely belated birthday to my amazing sister. I'm not going to lie. While writing this, I forgot how old you are. But hopefully you can accept your new favorite brothers wishing you a happy birthday as an apology. Love you lots and have a great birthday from your now least favorite brother. Um, I hope that Star like turns out to be like 62. And he was like, I think she's like 20 something. I think she's like 20. She, she, that, she just went through menopause. <laughs> when do ladies do that? Star we get out the old, we got the old health book. Sky was hitting oh, no. way too much of that good kush. Which I mean, nature locks. Dry chicken pistachios. Um, again, like you do not have to be as honest as you were in your message. You do not need to fess up to fucking up. Let us take it for you. 
Maybe we, 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 read like, the, don't. we read the birthday wrong. That's on us. Oops. Oops. We can carry uh, that heat. We'll carry that load. It ain't heavy. Yeah. It's a fuck up. Uh, this next message is for Alice Thornburg uh, from Eric Lind, who says, Happy anniversary, Alice. I love you. Boom. Boom. You don't need the fucking goofs in here. You don't need, like, promises or admission of fuck-ups. All you need, it's a... It's For all a we man. know, their anniversary was in September. Yeah. That's yeah. Nice. For all we know, Alice doesn't exist. <laughs> and neither does Eric. And, and this was just Eric. generated by Jesse Thorne. And Jesse just sent us this message, because he felt bad for us for not having many Jumbotrons. Uh, just kidding. You guys keep us... You keep our pockets lined. That's all we're saying. Dankest. Um, happy, but happy anniversary, Alice and Eric. I would say that we love you. Yeah, Eric loves you. We love you. Star and Sky love you. Star and Sky love you. We're all just one big love thing. Breaking news. January is one of the biggest months ever for the MaximumFun.org network. We're launching four new shows. Yes, four. Four new shows. So much stuff to listen to. The first new Max Fun show is Oh No, Ross and Carrie. They join fringe religious groups, undergo alternative medicine treatments, and investigate the paranormal, all so you don't have to. Your new late night best friends are Jasper Red and Kimberly Clark, and their new Max Fun show is called The Goose Down, not to be missed. Also coming to Max Fun in January, Song Exploder. It's a podcast that talks to musicians about their songs and deconstructs how they were put together. And our fourth new show is Lady to Lady, a weekly talk show with Tess Barker, Brandy Posey, and Barbara Gray. It's like The View, if The View was a good thing. And one final announcement, Dave Holmes, the great Dave Holmes from television, is joining the network as the new host of our funny-as-heck international quiz show, International Waters. It's going to be a great year for Maximum Fun. You can check out all our new shows at MaximumFun.org or wherever you find your podcasts. Uh, you guys want to Yahoo? Yes. Absolutely. Yes, I do. Yes, I don't yeah, care I what anyone says. Well, I mean, all I'm saying is trying to... I a want a Yahoo, damn it. And I'm this mad Yahoo. as hell. Okay. Can I go? Yeah. This Yahoo was sent in by Ira Ray. Are you Ira Ray? What was that? I realized that I already said it once the other way, so I hesitated halfway through. Okay. And I guess I had a seizure. You lost focus. If you lose focus for even a minute in this game, Justin. Uh, thank you, Ira Ray. It's by Yahoo Answers User Question Mark who asks You have got to have sex with either R2D2 or C3PO. What's it going to be? <laughs> uh, additional information things to consider. C3PO has a very poofy voice. Man, that's not cool. Come on. Uh, R2-D2 has many appendages, including a periscope. Do you want me to fuck the parrot? Is that what that movie Down Periscope is about? That way you can totally Somebody. see, like, what's up your butt or whatever. I guess. that. I guess, yeah. yeah oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sure. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Let's you gotta have sex. Yeah. You, sorry, let me, let me put it in the way that God and this question asker intended. You... Have got to have sex with either R two D two or C three PO. I don't mean I don't know if that means like you are required to or like 
sort of like how you like, have I been have. poisoned, and the I only have. antidote is to have sex with either R two D two or C three PO. Or maybe it means that like I have got to eat some Pringles. Uh-huh. I'm out of Pringles now, so I can't. There's nothing I can do about that. You ate the whole. There were. I eat it all the potato crisps. Um, Copyright infringement. <laughs> uh, I mean. First off, let's hurry this conversation along because I'm sure Kevin Smith is transcribing it for inclusion in Clerks 3. So we want to make sure to, to really not Keep die dialogue out of the park. Yeah. I think the obvious answer is R2-D2. There's a lot of hateful like people agreeing with Travis in the comments saying, like, well, C-3PO's a guy. Mm, what? Well, R2-D2, though, like he's got the better personality. You want to chill with him. Well, uh, here's the good thing about I like about R two D two in this case, hey, a motherfucker can keep a secret. Yeah, he can. The problem, look, I'm gonna need to make sure I don't know which of his widgets and servos I need yeah. to deactivate to make sure he's not making a 3D hologram of our love making. But I am <laughs> definitely gonna need to deactivate that. I might just um, dump a big gallon of iced tea on his head just to make sure that like that part of him is broken for good. Just open up the microwave, turn it to high. <laughs> exactly. Um. Yahoo Answers user Aiden says R2-D2. It's possible that it's a girl. Plus, the robot probably has a great dick-sucking mechanism in there somewhere. Oh, no. Why would that be part of the... That's why the Jawas were like, oh, definitely him. Definitely <laughs> oh, gotta have yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah the protocol, yeah. protocol droid, like, sure, he speaks like 300 languages, like, yeah, we're into it. But this dude... <laughs> He's got a great got, dick-sucking mechanism. He has a great... A His great dick tags out of this world, you guys. I actually saw that at the CES show floor, the dick sucking mechanism. <laughs> the dick sucking R2D2 attachment. You know so, they're you know they're gonna upsell that. That's gonna be an upcharge. You're gonna oh, it to never comes extra. standard. It doesn't yeah. come with the base model. It's a it's a USB dongle. <laughs> For your dongle. It's your dongle in this dongle. Uh and literally every Yahoo answers user response. C three PO's a guy. But I don't want any I don't want any gay shit when yeah, I fuck one of these God, fictional God robots. <laughs> I mean, it, like you're talking about fucking a fictional robot. Can you just like open your mind for like a minute, for like a minute, and think about like one of them actually has a humanoid shape? Maybe that's something that would be interesting. I'm also gonna throw out C3PO is not a dude. He's a robot. Uh huh. Like, right. You don't know. Jabba the Hutt might be know. might be like the female of the species. Why are you, you assuming? You have such a closed mind about like this idea of gender. Take that, internet. What better chance to experiment with your sexuality than with mm-hmm. a robot? That's fiction. That's a fictional, fictional robot. robot. You can't even imagine the idea of having sex with a robot that is, I mean, theoretically gendered. Like, I, I, I think that that's so, that's so short-sighted. What if it's not, like, just have the thought experiment. Like, I just, I guys, I just fucked Gandalf the Grey in my brain. I just mm-hmm. thought about it. I just did that. For me, and you know why? Because it's like it's fictional. Have some fun. I bet if you were to do an interview with uh, a million gay people, and you were to ask them, "How did you realize you were a homosexual?" I bet not one of their stories start with, "Well, I was imagining having sex with C three PO, and I realized I was gay." I bet that it, that is not well. Okay, it, it is the Earth. Uh, there's one. There's one, certainly, but it's probably not you, statistically speaking. No, it's a, it is what Malcolm Gladwell would call an outlier. 
That's well, what his book was all about, by the way. I don't know if you guys read that one. It's probably, you can probably skip that particular novel. Here's another thing, too. Call me crazy, but I would bet there are many homosexual men who would also not want to have sex with C-3PO. Yes, thank you, Travis. a myriad of other reasons. Yes, thank you. I don't think our nation's gay men are lining up. Like... <laughs> Oh, a gate. We a had a really great turnout when we relaunched the Star Wars series. But why? Uh, why? But why? Can't crack the code. Obviously, C-3PO has no orifices. Look at him. Look at a picture. There are no orifices. Mm. That is Although the, the uh, end-all, be-all of this question. In the prequel trilogy, you do get to see him with that as plating on. And that and I is... I was baiting. I was baiting to that plating, baby. It was perfecta mundo. Yes, please, George Lucas. <laughs> Well, show me more of right. show me more of Anakin's youth if that's the trade-off. I will a, a spoonful of naked 3PO helps the Jar Jar go down. <laughs> and Jar Jar does go down in the most Jar Jar does way go down. in that in the sequel. You got to stick around for that one. He goes down on the and the Gungan King and I watched it in my brain. It doesn't mean anything. It's just like it's just like expand your horizons. You know what I mean? Sex with a Gungan. Have sex with a Gungan. How many people in, in the early 2000s do you think were just started like, ah, oh, fuck Jar Jar. Fuck Jar Jar. Fuck Jar Jar? Fuck Jar Jar. Fuck Jar Jar. Hmm. Okay. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Let's, ex- let's explore this. Mr. President, please sit down. <laughs> Bring me George Lucas and a typewriter. <laughs> and We're going to do this. We need to do some revisions. Listen, Revenge of the Sith is out in three months. <laughs> we we have a very ask. limited amount of time to, to commit this to celluloid. Here's a Yahoo answer that was sent in by Ira Ray. Thanks, I know. We don't have to do it the third time. Who am Ira Ray? <laughs> who am Ira Ray? Thanks, Ira Ray. It's by Yahoo Answers user Bill V who asks, is parkour weird or sad? I'm 15 and in England and want to start parkour, but since it's not the most popular thing around where I live, mm-hmm. will people think I'm weird or sad climbing roofs all the time, etc.? There's only a few people who do it around where I live, and they're really good with all their flips and stuff, and I can only do a front flip so far. Will I look stupid? Here, yes. is, the, here is the thing about parkour. Your, the level to which you look stupid is uh, inversely proportionate to how sweet you are at flips. If your flips are sweet, you may look like it may be like uh, new for some people, sort of experience. But if I see anybody doing anything really well, it doesn't really matter what that thing is. You know what I mean? Like if you see someone busking on the street and they're playing uh, saxophone badly. Then that's kind of cool. Then, okay, that would be sort of sweet. It's kind of a sweet thing. <laughs> that would be sort of great. <laughs> like, oh shit! That, <laughs> that would be. Oh, really committed to the goof. That is a smooth operator over there. Yeah. Is that careless whisper almost? <laughs> if you see someone doing is that parkour, careful whisper. Is that care- <laughs> if you see someone doing parkour badly in public, that's someone who's desperate for attention. Sure. If you see well, someone doing uh, parkour well in public, then that's someone who just had to let it loose. They just had Justin, to practice. But the problem is, is I don't know that parkour is a solo activity because I think if you're just doing it by yourself, you're just that guy jumping over fences and climbing roofs and, and shouting parkour. 
and shouting parkour. But when you are in a group, oh, now it's fine. I think it's one of those things um, that if somebody's not filming you with a camera saying, oh, this is going on YouTube, then it is going to be like a weird thing to catch you doing. You're saying well, it's important to have someone to film you doing the parkour. Yeah, or else you're just, what are you doing it for? Here's, Exercise? Here, here's, a, here's a possibility. Let me hit you with this. Do all your parkour with like a messenger bag. And then it's like, whoa. Oh, shit. Whoa, we got a premium rush. We do have a premium rush situation. Uh, yeah, premium rush, guys. Critics just got the response back. Did not like the bikes. Too many bikes. They said, love JGL. He did a great acting job. Little too much biking. So uh, we're just going to subtract them for premium rush two. No bikes. No bikes. We're going to go bikes. ahead and put no bikes in the title. Maybe that'll entice people who got a little burned by the first one and all its bikes. <laughs> Don't you think, though, that like when, when skateboarding first started to take off, there was like a kid who was like, I want to do skateboarding, but everybody else in the city is really good. Yeah. I don't want to no, show up. No, see, okay, here's the thing, though. You see someone with a skateboard, and you think, oh, that guy's out there skateboarding, having fun. If you see someone doing parkour badly, it's just like, hey, asshole, the stairs are right there. Yeah. Don't be an well, idiot. I also, I also think that parkour badly translates to broken ankles. Well, that's yeah. right. It's not a game. It's not a long-term game plan. Yeah, you see oh, somebody jump off the roof and you died. You see some, somebody jump off the roof and just barely land it, and you think like, "That's not sustainable. That that kid's going to be in the game for maybe another couple weeks, and then he's going to have to get an office job somewhere. It's gonna <laughs> it's going to affect his gait." Is parkour weird or sad though? Like, I think the word "sad" it makes me think of like. All clinically depressed people actually do parkour. Whenever you see somebody doing parkour, they're actually crying, and they're they're flipping their tears every time they do a backflip. A few tears just like whee, just like fling off their face. Why are they so sad when they're able to flip and gyrate in, in such an artistically impressive manner? I would be it's, so happy. They're not. The parkour isn't making them sad. They're parkouring because they're sad. Is what I'm saying. They're trying to parkour the pain away, they, and it's the only thing that works. It's the only, it's the only thing that works. The only bomb for my sadness is flipping. It's a flip everywhere. and a spin and a jump. Just do it. I mean, I don't think it's weird or sad. Like I, I'm pretty impressed with anybody who wants to get out there and get active. I guess in this society, especially. If, if I bought some soaps, the shoes with the the slippery like inner part that you're supposed to like be able to grind. Mm -hmm. on like railings just using your shoes i've never seen anybody do that but i always thought it was pretty fucking cool um if i bought some soaps would that be weird or sad i i don't think it would be either of those things i think it would be it you would look great and and feel great about yourself for like a minute for a minute and then you fall and you hurt yourself i gotta come to your funeral gotta fly away at austin that's great yeah you'd you'd be buried here right where do you want to be buried this is welcome to our comedy show my brother, my brother, and me. Today's it's tricky because I'm all like, I'm, I'm, I'm buried. I'm full blown like Texas forever, Jason Street down here. Yeah. Um, I only drink Lone Star beers. Like I'm, I am full blown Texan. Um, but I think that there would be more like ground space for me in Huntington. Mm-hmm. Like they wouldn't. I would go maybe a bit longer before I got exhumed, just to like make room for the next guy. Yeah, Travis, where do you want to be buried? I. In your arms, Justin. <laughs> he 
wants you to carry a giant pile of dirt around with him buried in it, Sam's coffin. No coffin, J- just dirt. J- Justin uh, just like carries his shirt out, like he's trying to carry like a bunch of like apples. But it's not apples, it's his brother. Uh, that's going to do it for us for our comedy show. We're going to have a, a last question from Griffin here in a second. But first, Justin, where do you want to die? Where do you want to uh, bury? Where do you want to be buried when you die? I'm not going to die. Uh, thank you to everybody tweeting about our show, like Chucho, Greg Bales, James Donaldson, uh, Rap Uncle, uh, Chase Leah, Newhook, Jay, Joe Smith, John B. Dividine, I think. Diva Diva Divine? John B. John B. Diva Divine. Thank you. Brian. Safi and Aaron Gibson, our old buddies from Throwing Shade. Uh, thank you for t- tweeting about our program. We sure appreciate you. Uh, Speaking you- of Throwing Shade, make sure to check out all the other Max Fun podcasts. We just added a bunch of new ones. They're all awesome. Go check it out. Throwing Shade, Sawbones, One Bad Mother, uh, International Waters is back, Jordan, Jesse, Go. There's tons of them. Go check them out. Go on. You've earned it. I want to thank John Roderick and The Long Winters for these for our theme song, Ace of Departure, which you can find on the album Putting the Days to Bed. You can buy that from all music uh, retailers. Um, go to your local record store. Maybe you'll catch a maybe you'll catch a vinyl of one of their of the, one of their records. I have putting I have putting the days to bed on vinyl. I've been hunting for the others. I don't actually know if they got pressed or not, but we'll find out. I'm sure he'll call us. Yeah. Um, and uh, thank you to you for for listening to us yet again. Want to give another thanks to uh, our sponsor, Nature Box. Uh, they make great tasting, healthy snacks. Get fifty percent off your first order. Go to Nature Box. Use promo code My Brother, all one word. Oh, and I, we uh-huh. just opened Hamlet down at uh, the Cincinnati Shakespeare Company. I'm in it. I play Laertes. Um, you should come check it out if you're able to. Uh, go to sensyshakes.com. It's sensy with a y c i n c y shakes.com. It's uh, really okay. awesome and it's selling out. Programming note: the medical history show I do with my wife, Sydney Sawbones. It's a comedy medical history show about all the terrible ways we've tried to cure people over the years. Uh, we're moving that from Fridays to Tuesdays. So oh, really? listen to us on Monday. Come back on Tuesday for uh, Sawbones. You can find that at sawbonesshow.com and on iTunes and everywhere else. So go check um, it totally out. And if you want to have a message on our show, it's maximumfund.org slash jumbotron. They'll have all the info there for you to get it on. Griffin, last question. I'm ready. This final Yahoo answer uh, was sent in by Alan Jackaway. Thanks, Alan. It's by Yahoo Answers user Scampy, who asks, What if we are the ghosts? I'm <laughs> Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. This has been my brother, my brother, and me. Kiss your dad. Square on the lips. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Hey folks, this is Kevin Allison of the Max Fun podcast, Risk, where people tell true stories they never thought they'd dare to share. If you've never heard Risk, why not start with our 150th episode? It's an all-star lineup of jaw-dropping true stories from Aisha Tyler. Um, this being the 90s, I was drinking malt liquor. Don't fuck you when you're racist. <laughs> you're all racist for laughing. Tom Lennon. Whenever I walk into a place that's called Mr. Binkies, I'm expecting Armenian Bumblebee to be like, I got jack-off pills for you. Yeah! <laughs> 
Jay Moore. Me, public school in New Jersey. I didn't need to know anything because everybody knew you got pregnant by peeing in each other's butts. That's how we knew. Andy Dick. We've had a monogamous relationship for five years. I barely cheated on her. <laughs> and The Daily Show's Jessica Williams. Oh my God. I have like this need to be responsible for some reason that doesn't really benefit me. So like, <laughs> Jessica, clean it up. Look for Risk on iTunes or, of course, at MaximumFun.org.